So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing season two, episode six of Love During Lockup. On this episode, Justine tells off Michael for badmouthing her family. Chelsea and Mikey's mom meet with a lawyer. Cincere and Mark's mom agree on what an idiot Mark is. Ty confronts Hottie after a phone sex fake out. Jessica has a brief visit with Dustin. And Dari confronts Smoke over his altercation with Emily. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Things are good. Um, I really did not want to go to work today after yeah. having so many days off. Uh, but then I looked forward and I said, oh, well, we only have, well, kind of like two weeks and then a bunch of half days for me because we have oh. finals week. Yeah, no, you're lucky. I have four full weeks before yeah. Christmas, before I get any days off. Four oh, full gosh. weeks. Um and it, it, it's just a time of year that's always really, really tough because nobody's paying attention. Nobody wants to pay attention to school. Everybody's just antsy and things. So um, I'm getting ready to hold on for this one for a while. It's going to it's gonna be a thing. But on the plus side, I um, chose the right microphone this time. So I sound oh, better. Okay. That's good. Didn't mess up with my technical difficulties and realize it after we're done. So, hey, <laughs> it's an improvement already. Right. The small wins. The small wins. Right. Speaking of small wins, uh... I guess I'll get started with someone who may have come to her senses. I, well, we'll see. Time has uh, yet to tell us if this is really a win, but uh, Ty is in bed and has concluded that it's over with her and Hottie, even though she is still wearing the ring. Hottie calls and Ty's strategy is to just play dumb. She starts to make it seem like they're having phone sex and he starts telling her all the things he wants to do to her and then Ty just turns it around real fast asking if that's what he wants to do with Boston as well. She says she talked to Boston and she knows that they're engaged too. Hottie says that Boston is lying and Ty starts cussing and threatening and throwing things around her own house. Hottie continues to deny and tells Ty to stop talking to Boston because she's clearly a liar. Ty says that he's dead to her. There's a lot of yelling back and forth before Ty hangs up on him and gets back into bed. She says she's scared of being by herself, but she thinks that she is now 100% done with her Hottie addiction. Ty takes off the ring and throws it across the room as she plans on moving all the roster up a spot. Later, Ty is having a funeral for her relationship with Hottie, which includes cremating everything because you can't come back from cremation, as she says. She puts the ashes in an urn and contemplates sending it to Boston. All right. So I am always been confused why Ty, you know, she finds out the truth and ends up going back to Hottie. So do you think that she is going to go back to Hottie? Do you really think she has kicked her Hottie addiction? I, no, I don't, um, because that wouldn't make the show as fun. But. First of all, but no, I don't think she has. I think it's going to be like, well, you know, really, how do I know who was lying? It could have been Boston lying this entire time, right? Mm -hmm. Like that that was his. He's like, why even talk to this girl? Like he was just like, this would be a lot easier for me if you just didn't talk to each other and didn't know anything. And then, you know, just believe me that she was lying and then we could move on. And it's because she really doesn't have much in the way of receipts. Besides what Boston tells her. 
Right. But okay, I actually kind of think maybe she, not that she would never talk to him anymore, but you know, I, I do think this is good it for good for a little bit at least because I really think that before Boston came at her very hostile and in a place that was very antagonistic mm-hmm. and definitely in a place where you know Ty came at it thinking oh you know this is a competition I gotta beat this girl right right and right. it and Boston could have been lying then just to like get her point across because that's she did come off as very antagonistic. But this time around, she didn't. She was very like defeated. She seemed very like genuinely sad. I think Ty may have seen that and not have thought of th- about this as like a game. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, pe- this, this is for real. Like people are really hurt. Right. Uh, but I think the other the thing that comes down to it is I believe she saw that in the moment and she believes that mm-hmm. now. Is she going to keep believing that when Hottie keeps trying to get in contact with her? Because Hottie is going to keep trying to get in contact yeah. with her, right? And so I feel like her Hottie addiction would be gone if we knew that Hottie would just be like, well, I guess that one's gone. You know, if Hottie was more like me and, <laughs> and was just like, well, this 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 person made it very clear they don't want to be with me anymore. I guess we're broken up and I will stop contacting them. Right, right. right. That's not going to be Hottie. He's going to no. be like, no, I'm going to keep calling her. Like, right. What else does he have to do? Yeah. And the more he calls her and the more he gets in touch with her, the more he's going to get in there and be like, this bitch is lying. She just she she was messing around with her years ago. Nothing's going on. She's just lying about everything. You shouldn't even listen to anything she says. And the more he does that, the more she'll kind of like come back, I think. Yeah. Well, I think it also depends on her roster. Like she said that she's moving everyone up a position. I mean, she seemed kind of into BB before. So if BB ends up, you know, stepping up, then I think maybe she will. But I think part of the problem is that her roster is very flimsy and these guys aren't distracting her enough from Hottie. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it, there's a reason Hottie was at the top of her roster before, right? It's right. just that's who that's who she's into. Um, I mean, I have lots of confused questions about Ty because like, I get that you're upset, but like mm-hmm. when you're upset, you're supposed to break his shit, not break your own shit in your right. own house. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. Um, her weird sex, phone sex turned confrontation was also very bizarre to me. Yeah. And I don't know why she knew she was going to be doing the phone sex, yes. like switcheroo. Why was she still dressed for phone sex? I don't understand why that had to be a part of it. I know, especially since it's not even a video call. It's like, <laughs> right, is this exactly. for us? <laughs> yeah. And then why is she wearing the ring? You know, it's almost like she started off like he could talk her out of it if he hadn't been confronted yet. So you'd think if he would have come in and been like, listen, I have a confession. Listen, I need to tell you something. And that's what she was hoping for. Or, I don't Because she went real fast. It's not like she gave him an opportunity oh, yeah. to right. be like – because it was very much like, oh, is that what you did with this bitch? I'm <laughs> done with you. Like, and it was just like since screaming. Because after she started screaming, oh, like yeah, he couldn't get anything. a word in. Like he no. couldn't get a word in. Neither of them. I was just like, I don't even know what's going on right now, but there's a lot of cussing and threatening. And I was actually knows. surprised he didn't hang up on her. Like at some point, if someone's just like going on you on the phone, like endlessly, mm-hmm. like, okay, this is dumb. I'm just going to hang up. Like, like yeah, like, like this is pointless. Yeah. What are you She's doing? not even going to know I hung up for like two, three minutes. <laughs> That's true. 
<laughs> yeah, but okay. But then, what's the purpose of wearing the ring? I think, I think if she goes back, it's because she likes the idea of being an engaged woman. Sure. Yeah. And that's like the closest she's gotten in a long time. You know, it's like that's what I'm saying. Who's stepping up on this roster? Who's going to be her number one? Who thinks of her as number one? Well, I mean, not even just treats her like number one. But the thing is, like, if she wanted to have I mean, does she just that's where I'm confused, because it seems like if she wanted to have somebody to be with, she says, I'm afraid of being alone. Mm hmm. She's afraid of not being in a relationship. She's yes. already alone. She's she, yes. her, her her plans are always to be by herself while she's in, engaged or in a relationship with somebody who's locked up, right? So she's not really with somebody in the traditional sense, and that's what's that's what's confusing to me. Um, is is that that weird double fear of, um, you know. I can't be alone. This is too hard. I have to have a whole roster of people that I guarantee will never be in my house. <laughs> yeah, I am very confused by her in general. I don't know if we'll ever kind of figure her out, but like just what she does and her therapy session on like the first episode where she was just crying about oh, the, hypnotized, the hypnotized one. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I don't get this woman at all. No, she is very, she's, uh, yeah, it, she, it's, it's, I mean, she needs a lot of therapy, but yeah. like real therapy, not like the weird, like the crystal healing and like right. not, you know like a full actual therapeutic regimen thing going right. on instead of just like going one time to a hypnotist and being like well got they got i guess that made of. me upset oh well yeah better let's avoid that in the future also burn everybody's things I, that it has to smell really bad to burn a hoodie right well she didn't even do it very well i mean she was shoving like actual articles of things into that urn like that paper wasn't even fully burnt yet <laughs> That's it true. was like charred on the outside and she was just shoving it in the urn. I was like, I don't think that's the point. For clothes, that's a that's a lot of heat you have to generate to burn that to burn that nylon, like half nylon hoodie, eh. right? I don't know. It depends on the material, right? Some material is incredibly flammable in itself. Yeah, but if, uh, maybe kids kids clothes is obviously kids clothes is treated to be fire retardant. And so oh, I think, sure. and I think there's, I, I don't know if they put that into adult clothes, if they do that at all with adult well, clothes. Well, it's polyester. I can tell you polyester is incredibly flammable. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that up. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just think it would, I, I, I just smelled. Just, I'm, I'm thinking about like the other day with my dishwasher, when one of my Tupperware lids fell on the element oh, thing and yeah. it smells up your whole house, right? Like I'm thinking yeah. it smells like that. That's, that's Well, that was head. like when my vacuum died oh, a week ago oh, and yep. the belt the yeah, belt melts. Yeah, yeah, rubber. Oh god, that that was awful. I could not get that smell out of my house. Uh huh. All right. So <laughs> let's leave it there and talk about other things that probably smell. Mark. <laughs> god. <laughs> oh god. Yes. <laughs> so true. I can smell him through the TV sometimes. Oh gosh. That's it's, exactly it's like what he smells almost, like. What do you envision? I am almost envision like an incense. Ooh, like almost like a sage. Yeah. Like no, a musky. No, like musty. frankincense and whatever. People graduate to – I could see him burning like frankincense incense, like the church incense in his house right. for some reason. Oh, sure. Right? No, that's – that. yeah, that's the smell I'm thinking of too. Just like mix, musty, kind of also mixing with like like some kind of – it won't be Axe Body Spray, but God. it's Axe Body Spray adjacent. It's oh, like gosh. whatever the higher class version of thing that smells exactly like Axe Body Spray. <laughs> mixed with the frankincense. I, I, can, I, I, I can feel it. So anyway, check in with him. 
and he is trying to install some prison software on his computer so he can have a video chat with Sinceray, who he's hoping to work things out with. He doesn't actually have a plan on how he's going to work things out after talk to her, but he thinks, you know, he's naturally charming, so that should do it. God. So it's his 30th birthday, and um, and part of this, you know, being genuine to win her back over plan is to introduce her to his mom, who's visiting for the occasion and just like sitting in the room listening. So it doesn't seem when she picks up that Sin is on the same mindset of the let's work this thing out uh, because as soon as she answers her um, greeting is, so what exactly do you need? Yeah. <laughs> so she calls him a narcissistic and then I don't know if it was dickhead, asshole, I don't know, something redacted. Yeah. So he tries to keep this conversation going. He's just like, well, it seemed like you were upset when I merged you with Kirsten. But she, at this point, just goes off on him, basically for treating her like an idiot who didn't try, didn't think of literally any way to lesser her sentence or get herself out of prison or better her situation at all. Just, I guess it is. And also because he brought this other woman on a random call and seems to think, seems to still not understand why that's bad. (laughs) So he thinks... He, because he, and that's he doesn't know it was bad because he thought this, that the arrangement wasn't said that it was exclusive. Now I remind you that part of this arrangement was him impregnating her, God. and he still didn't think it was exclusive. Wow! So, she tells him that his inability to take a hint, even when two women are her quote spewing logic at him, yep. makes it very clear why he can't get laid. And then to serve swerve right into his you know lack of taking a hint, he says. Well, I thought we really had a good thing going. <laughs> so oh one little gosh. phone call make everything go so bad. Oh but according to her, it wasn't just one little phone call because he also missed the hints of all the times that she deleted him from her contacts and said, <laughs> leave me alone. And he still added her back. So at this point, mom chimes back in and says, why are you even talking to him now then? <laughs> and she says, I don't know. Why, why not? Maybe he had something better to say this time, but obviously not. So Mark doesn't get why this why she has so much to say. Like, I had no idea you thought of these strong feelings. But think, it, she, act, she actually thinks that he's just trying to uh, embarrass him in front, of, in front of his mother, who, by the way, she didn't even know was on the call until like halfway through. So I don't know where that yeah. logic comes from. So he asked if she's gained anything from chatting with him. And she was like, yeah, knowledge on who to avoid. <laughs> but even after all that, he's still trying to talk a game about like, well, I learned how I could be more sensitive. And she hangs up on him while he's trying to say goodbye. (laughs) So then it goes to mom who doesn't defend him. She calls him an idiot and says that the difference was that he was playing a game and she was not. So Mark Mm. says that that he failed at managing this relationship properly. So he learned about better relationship management techniques for next time. And she tells him that's the the fact that you're trying to manage a relationship like a business. That's why it's not working. So in an interview, he tells us that he's disappointed with how things went, but he's going to go out for one of those other fish in the sea. And by sea, it means jail because that's the only place he's going to look. Yeah. All right. So I guess here's my question. Because of the way she answered the phone specifically, uh-huh. how do you think he got her on the phone? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she was kind of bribed um, with love after lockup. Okay. love during lockup production, right? And saying like, oh, we'll give you this amount of money because they need to tie up loose ends for their storyline, 
right? And so I think that by saying, oh, we'll put this much amount of money in your account, then that would encourage her to be on one last phone call. I don't think that she was calling this guy just, you know, well, I mean, okay. Actually, I take it back. She could be bored. It's prison, you know, and she just wants to see where this goes, right? So it's like, eh, it's a form of entertainment, but she was not entertaining getting back together again with this guy. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, my theory, my working theory was that he like, kind of lied to her and was like, I really need to talk to you. It's it's, it's like an emergency. It's super important. Like I something came up. I, re- I, I really need to do it. I, just, I, mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to you. I just really need to talk to you this one time. And then so he's like, what do you need? And he was like, well, I need to talk about maybe we can get back together. And she was like, this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Because let's imagine like, you know, uh, that's the kind of, oh, I, I called you because you have uh, my key and I locked myself out of my house as a ploy just to get you over. So you can be like, uh. About like now that you're here, let's just talk about yeah. like maybe getting back together. And you're like, oh, no, this was a plan. Yeah, yeah. He's just he, he frustrates me too because I wonder how seriously he takes this because it's like he'll go back and forth. He'll be like, I really saw something with this person, you know, like I really thought this could go somewhere and blah blah blah. But it's like, but then the moment you say exclusive, you're like, whoa, 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 exclusive. No one said anything <laughs> about that, and it's just like, well, how serious did you take this person if exclusive wasn't on the table? Yeah. And it's just that, that, like I said, I reiterated my thing. That's a bonkers thing where he was like, yes, I would assume if someone was like, I'm going to sneak you in some of my sperm to impregnate yourself with. That well, he's not talking to other women at the time. Well, no, <laughs> I, I wouldn't assume that. that plan. I personally wouldn't assume that because this is someone who clearly doesn't care how many biological children he has because he's a sperm donor. Oh, true. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like this is someone who sees having biological kids as some kind of sacred, intimate thing if these random strangers have had his child. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, yeah, but it, it, I don't know. And I, I appreciated that his mom wasn't like, what was wrong with her? She was like, because I feel I like know. this is a conversation oh. they've had before. And she's I like, know. Mark, you're but, an idiot. Stop doing this but shit. But she's not wrong. Um, he is an idiot. And I so appreciate that all the women in his life tell him what an idiot he is. Mm-hmm. However, it's like, how boneheaded are you that you just ignore everyone? And you're just like, la, 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 la. Everybody loves me. I have a deep connection with these people. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I just, he just definitely strikes me as a person who... If we take him at his word and he makes as much money as he makes, nah. which uh, but if we do, I doubt one of those people who sees everything through that prism of money, like, but if they were as smart as me, they'd have as much money as me. So they're obviously dumber than me. And what they mm. say better be taken with a grain of salt because, I mean, they're not rich. So like, you know, like th- there's definitely that kind of attitude from it because he's also thinking, well, I know how to manage my money. And if money, I can manage money, I can do anything. And so I'll just have to figure out the right investments to make in these relationships to get them to pay off. And it's just like, and you've already lost as soon as you start thinking about relationships like that. Right. No, this guy's a stone cold weirdo. Like uh, he is just so bizarre. And I, you know, want to say that I feel like I've met guys like him, but never this bad. No, he is is. weird. Yeah, I, I feel like, there's certain people I've met. I obviously didn't date them or, or, you know, go out with them or anything, but that 
I'm like, oh, I get flavors of that. But he's just every yes. he's just all the way to the extreme. Right. Right. And it's funny, right. too, because she mentioned like him being like, well, this is why you can't get laid. And I was like, yeah. Or maybe the fact that he's trying to talk to people that are going to be in prison for the next six years. That might also contribute to it. <laughs> right. You know, I wonder if he plays up like kind of the victim. You know, like, sure. oh, I can't date anyone. People like, you know, don't oh, he's very, get me. He is and- very incel adjacent, if not a total mm-hmm. incel all the way. Like he, yeah. it, 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 that they're kind of hiding from us. But he is definitely, I could see him calling someone a Chad who's just, oh, the Chads get all the hot girls because they're attractive and they just, they can just snap their fingers and girls are at their finger, at their fingers. Well, like, yeah, he said something to that effect when he talked about, you know, why he said he doesn't have enough money or something to date influencers. And I, yeah. I forgot what the other thing he said. Well, he also doesn't want to, he doesn't want, he, he doesn't want to shit where he eats by dating anybody who's a professional at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. He said that. So. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to Jessica and Dustin. So Jessica is excited to visit Dustin so she can ask him some questions that came up when she hung out with his family the week before. She has a lot of worries being uh, the man that she wants him to be, but she thinks it's worth the risk. Cameras are not allowed inside the prison. So after three hours, Jessica comes back and calls Dustin's sister Desiree to tell her that the visit was cut short. Jessica is convinced that the prison is just trying to keep them apart. She points out that she's wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt, so they couldn't use how she was dressed as an excuse to cancel a visit. So Jessica is just pissed, and Desiree assures her that things are okay. Jessica says that they probably have it out for her because she used to work at the prison, uh, and especially the prison that Dustin was at. So now that she's not an approved visitor, this means that she can't have any visitor privileges, like sending him money or getting calls from him. She's afraid he's gonna they're going to send him back to the box. Jessica did have a little time to talk to Dustin, and he admitted to being on meth, which surprises and concerns Jessica. Back in Florida, Jessica is hanging out with her friend Shonda, putting together a smut book out of Dustin's dirty letters to Jessica. Shonda points out that it's easy to get caught up in the fantasy, but she needs to be careful. Jessica starts to tell Shonda about the meth and immediately starts crying because he said that he had used recently. Shonda says that Dustin isn't done and he's going to bring her down. Shonda points out that the nurses, uh, that nurses just in general try to save and that's how they end up with shit men. Jessica is confused by anyone who would want to choose drugs. Shonda predicts that Dustin will play good boy for a month and then turn to his old friends and drugs while Jessica is funding his lifestyle. Shonda thinks that Jessica thinks she's in love and that he's going to use Jessica for money and connections, but in the end, he's going to be back in prison in a year. Shonda asks Jessica if she wants to go down with him. All right, so, uh, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that there's drugs in the prison system. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, do you think that, like, Dustin was actively hiding this thing from her? Because she she must have known him in prison. Like, it's not like he just started doing drugs. No, but I don't think she was in the prison very long mm-hmm. before, like, like by that, but when they, when, when she quit or whatever, right? Just so she could be with them. But, like, right. so I don't. But you think as the nurse, as a nurse, I don't know, you, you, you'd think you'd have more access to that kind of, that kind of stuff. Obviously, he was using before he went to prison. Right. 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 He's been using 
um, in prison. And I, it, I don't know. Though I, I think he is definitely covering something up because he, you know, he knows how it's going to go because she tried to make it sound like, oh, no, it was a one-time slip-up and he just had this one thing and that, that was just it. Whereas, I don't know, I think everybody else is being like, yeah, so he was lying to you the whole time before right, about using it all. And yeah. now you believe him that it was just a one-time slip-up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, even the sister kind of made it sound like Dustin's kind of a shitty person when he's outside of prison, yeah. you know, and that is because he's on drugs. I mean, that's the whole reason why Jessica came in there with reservations and she had lots of questions to ask him. And I feel like she got those answers. Right. And what is frustrating to me is she knows what all of this means. That's why this is so upsetting to her to hear that he is like almost actively in addiction or actively using at least, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like to, to really expose your family to this. And, you know, she's got her daughter, her daughter's concerned. Like what the heck if my mom loses everything, you know, she has nothing. Um, and, you know, to go through with this, like at this point, do you think Jessica's going to be smart enough to be like, nope, this isn't worth the risk? I would hope so, but I, I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that because I not th- after that tattoo. Oh, my God. The tattoo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, maybe the tattoo was what kept her off the off the list. Like, God. but yeah, it's just I don't know. She seems that. She's to the point where she still emotionally doesn't want to let go, but mentally knows, like, this is a disaster. Like, this is horrible. I cannot do this. Um, And doesn't know how to reconcile those two things yet. Right. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like, once you're in it, it's like, how do I get out of this gracefully? (laughs) You can't. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's like, once you're you're in it and you're emotionally connected, that's what we always see. We see so many people who Mm -hmm. just, they get emotionally connected. And it's so hard to like say, wow, this is something that's really going to hurt, but I know it's the right thing to do. Um, Right. Because she just wants to be with him, even if he was on meth. Like, that's just, that's what her heart wants. And like, she'll get over it if she, if she breaks it off i, I promise you yeah. will but it's sooner it's, rather than later it's yeah it's probably to do it sooner rather than later yeah i mean i had a friend who dated someone who was on meth and it was so awful as a friend of hers to see her go through just like because he would do all these kind of like just terrible things for their relationship when he Mm -hmm. was on meth and it's like when he wasn't on meth he was a great guy and that's what like kind of kept her around but he kept on like you know on the bandwagon off the bandwagon you know it's just it's just tough and i can see that being this situation where you know just because uh you know there for the days that he's sober but the days that he's not make it a challenge to stick around but then you still stick around because you're counting on the days where you're sober right right i don't know and then but she also does that thing that she did that thing again that bothers me where she goes like they just have it out for me and it's like yeah Yeah. you broke the rules they don't want you with this person that's not having it out for you right it's not like sorry um you know kid who cheated you're getting a zero on this test like, and next yeah. time I'm giving you a different test than everybody else. That's not like, yeah. oh, the teacher just has it out for me. It's like, no, the teacher caught you cheating and right. is taking steps to avoid that happening in the future. So, like, yeah, they're like, they're not going to let you have a relationship with the person that it was inappropriate to have a relationship with. And she has to stop being surprised that they don't want that to happen. 
right? Right. He's like, I have yeah. all the right things this time. It's like. <sighs> I was kind of confused by that to begin with, though. I do feel like they should give her a reason for cutting the visit short. And that was odd to me that she just got kind of got cut off without any reason. No, I'm not, I don't know. That's the practical part of me. No, I, I'm, I, we, and, and the thing is, is we've seen before a uh, time and time again on this show, like the one mm. thing that. They, the prison should definitely do better than they do is explain things. Yeah. Because they never do, right? And we've seen right. it in lots of stories. Oh, like, uh, yeah, that's – uh, he just um was – yeah. Held up. Yeah, he was held up. Like, <laughs> okay. Right? How Why? Many, I mean, because just – and literally every time somebody gets out of prison and they let him out six hours late. Right. Right? It, and that happens every time. Yeah. Like, and so what is going on in there? And they just and they and then they come out and they're like, what happened? And they're like, I don't know. They just said I was held up. Like, yeah. like and so it, it, it and that 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 to me is the part that's like that's the part where it's like, you know, big, bigger picture. It's like you still have to treat. I know they're inmates and but and right. they're paying their thing, but you still have to treat them like people. They deserve to know what's going on. Well, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, how many times do People that are not in prison have kind of the same experiences, like with customer service, where they never get answers. Right. Well, I, you know, that's funny. In teaching, I find that mm-hmm. is like my biggest, my biggest weapon in the whole arsenal is when I have kids mm-hmm. that are getting really bent out of shape about something. When I literally just sit there and explain my reasoning and explain this is why this is happening, I might not agree yeah. with it either. But so A said B, and that means C needs to happen before we can do D. They're like, oh, okay. Like almost every single time, whether they were like all upset about it before, and they're like, "Oh, oh," so like they just want to know that there is a reason. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think a lot of times things don't have reason, and that's why people are like shady and shifty about it. Somebody had a reason. Like, there's a reason well, you yeah. held them up for six. It might, and the thing is, might have been just because, like, because I didn't feel like doing it, and then right. yeah, <laughs> then we have it. Then that's where you have issues. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's go with uh, Emily and Dari. So we're in Emily's apartment where she's getting ready in front of her neon sign in the bathroom that says "Bad Bitch," which is like, oh my god! And she gets a call from Dari, who wants to know what was up with her meeting with Smoke because it didn't go well, if we remember last time. So she just says that he yelled at her, and if he wants the play-by-play of what was said, he'll have to talk to Smoke because she ain't talking about it. So Dari was so was. So concerned with getting Emily to be, he said, told her that he was so concerned with getting her to be respectful that he really didn't think about trying having to have the same conversation with Smoke. So Mm. she says she doesn't have time for his excuses and says he needs to stop talking to Smoke. And if this guy is still going to be on her on his call list, then he better not bother calling her again. End of story, she says. End of story. So he doesn't like that, but tells her that, you know, she has, you know, shown loyalty to him and picked him over everything, the way he puts it. So he feels like he's obliged to do the same. So then they hang up and Emily talks to us about how she thinks uh, Smoke is just still going to continue committing crimes. And therefore, he should not have access to any money. And she doesn't want any of the money that he has to come from her because she doesn't want to come up on a Google search when they when they search for his name. Then we switch to Smoke working out in a on a playground and getting a call from Dari where Smoke says that, you know, it wasn't him that was disrespectful. It was her that was disrespectful. And also, she's way too controlling. But anyway, Dari says that he's made his choice and he's going to – and if Smoke is going to try to play, you know, the best friend versus relationship card, she's the one that's going to win. Smoke doesn't like that. He thinks she's being controlling and, you know, 
that's a lot of stuff to give up for a woman that hasn't even visited you. Because we talked about that last time, too. She has still not been yeah. there. Um, so, I don't know. Like, which one of these two people do you think is trying to control him more? I don't know. Honestly, I am actually really confused why Dari was choosing Emily over Smoke. Mm-hmm. And, like, not even just choosing, but, like, really did a 180 where he's telling Smoke he has to give back the money mm-hmm. and that he's choosing Emily. And it's kind of like, why? Emily, from everything we've seen, does not treat him very well. And I get that he may have a guilt because he's the one who cheated on her and he feels like she is his ride or die. But it it confuses me, like, how devoted he is to Emily, given what we've seen. Yeah, and especially because he even mentioned that is like, wow, you've done so much for me. You've given up so much for me. And I, I don't know what it is that she's done or given up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it does seem like very like, has she though? For him to be giving yeah. up all this. Now I do, you know, on the other side of it, think that he knows she's right and that smoke, if he just is, if he picks smoke, he's going, He we already know how that movie ends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's using it as an excuse to get out of his situation with smoke. Mm-hmm. That that could certainly be it. But it kind of made it seem like, you know, it wasn't just about the money. It was like about the relationship, too. Like For sure. He was telling, her, uh, you know, Smoke, like, oh, you disrespect my girl. I, I'm always going to pick her. Mm-hmm. And like, that's I don't know. That's just so weird. I mean, their relationship seems kind of one-sided which always is funny to me when it's like the person who seems more into the person is like the one who cheated it's just like oh yeah i yeah. don't know che- yeah. che- cheating is like such a complicated thing um mm-hmm. and like it, it, it so many times is not about what you think it would be about but because you yeah. think like oh i'm lonely oh i don't like this person i need to get something else and that's like never the way it works like it, right it, and and for people who don't cheat you just have to kind of come, come come to the acceptance that you'll never understand why they did it because mm-hmm. it's it just doesn't because it just doesn't it doesn't make sense, but yeah, and it's almost always like like that. And I I you know, you know, I was going through a divorce and read all the breaking up books and everything, and they were like very yeah. much, it very much was talking about that. It's like the, the it's 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 cheating is not about the sex and it's not about like the thing. It's it's about completely separated things that don't doesn't make any but any sense to people who don't cheat but Mm -hmm. and so oftentimes you end up with that situation where the person who's more devoted is the one who did the cheating right yeah that's so weird to me (laughs) i mean that said like um it's it's just you don't see she part of it is that facade she puts up right Yes, because you, you're right. We don't see that she cares about him. If anything, it seems like she's trying to scam him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does. But I mean, he feels that she does. Right. And it's yes. like, and, and the thing is, too, it's like no matter cheating, whatever, it's, it's super common to be like most of the time if somebody gets into a relationship and somebody they're considering, you know, committing to, if their friends say, listen, it's them or me. They pick them. They pick the relationship right. almost every single time. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's all very weird. They're very weird. All right. Uh, speaking of weird, I guess 
not as weird, but we got Chelsea and Mikey. Mikey. So Chelsea is with Mikey's mom, Pamela, on their way to see a lawyer. When they get to the lawyer, Chelsea asks for a pen and paper as the lawyer, Matt, is pulling up Mikey's record and pointing out all the charges he has. Chelsea is surprised at how many felonies Mikey has. Chelsea had no idea that Mikey had been to prison multiple times. She tells us that Mikey doesn't like when she asks a lot of questions, so she doesn't really know much about his criminal past. His mom tries to refocus the conversation on the medical situation with Mikey when Mikey calls and is put on speakerphone. Mikey talks about his situation where he got hit in the head playing softball and basically collapses and hears a conversation between the guards saying that they didn't care if he died and canceled an ambulance. They eventually changed him out of prison clothes and took him to the hospital in a van. The nurse at the hospital told him that he had had a stroke and that an ambulance would have been beneficial because they would have recognized that and given him blood thinners. Matt says he will try and investigate tomorrow when the clerk's office is open. Matt believes this is a case worth pursuing because the situation was a violation of Mikey's civil rights and he was denied medical attention when specifically requested. He, however, believes there is only a 10% chance that he gets some kind of monetary settlement. Matt says that it will cost $1,500 in legal fees, and Chelsea is worried about where her and Pamela would get that kind of money. Matt says there's a slight chance that it could affect his parole in maybe a positive way. Later, Chelsea is swimming with her friend and telling her about what she found out. Yes, she was surprised about Mikey's felonies, but she was very disturbed by how Mikey was treated, and Chelsea claims that she is wicked and wants revenge. Chelsea is hoping that by paying the lawyer, they might be able to get Mikey out sooner than his remaining six months. Chelsea tells her friend she feels a little weird about all the charges he has. Chelsea says that if Mikey gives him uh, gives her an ounce of trouble, she, in a heartbeat, kick him out. Chelsea wants to go to the prison to see where Mikey is. All right. So, I mean, her dad tried to, like, ask, you know, do you care about any of these charges Mikey has? You know, and she got very defensive and was like, you know, it's it's fine. I already know about them. Oh, but now yeah. we're finding out that she really is finding out about them. And she's not as cool as she was with her dad. Well, yeah, because uh, when she heard her dad, she thought she had heard all about him and they weren't that big of a deal. And it was like, mm -hmm. but that's at the end that the, the dad was very much like, are you sure you know everything? And she was like, I of right. course do. But she just, uh, it, it's like a common theme for this is like, they just, people don't like being questioned, I guess. Like, it, it's just like, it's, mm -hmm. it, it didn't matter what the dad said at that point. She was just in antagonistic mode and was like, I'm in fighting with dad mode. So anything he says is wrong and I'm going to be mad about right. it. Um, but yeah. Because dad even brought up like, well, do you know if he killed a guy? Do you know? You know like, yes. And she was just like, meh, it's fine. Well, now she knows he didn't kill a guy as that was not one yeah. of the felonies that was, or at least hasn't been convicted of killing a guy, <laughs> which is. God. Which is God, I don't know if that's much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, because none of those charges was up, but it was like, yeah, it, it, it just is. It seems to me like I guess it I guess it actually it does make sense that these people are so gullible. Like you would mm -hmm. it just seems like this is a person who's in prison, has addiction things. I just I wouldn't be able to trust anything I said, which is why I can't date people that I randomly meet up from on prison sites. Cause I'd be like, I right. don't believe any of this. I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I think you're lying. Um, yeah. 
and to be like incredulous, like to think that he got whatever the, whatever this long ass jail sentence he ha- he has was because of a single felony and a couple misdemeanors, and it was like no, right. no, it's the list is long here, lady. Like that's why that happened, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe that's maybe that's tough to tell because they really laid on the 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 deaf noise very thick this time. Oh gosh, yeah, they did it twice. Yeah. They did it twice. Yeah. They seem to do it all the time during her segment. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. tough. I mean, and that was, and it, to be fair, the, first, the the woman at the swimming pool was completely unnecessary. I don't understand why we had to have that at all. But the one where right. the mom and the lawyer were just talking like she wasn't there, right? Yeah. That was the part that, like, made me mad. Like, she's there. Right. Like, you're not talking to her. And the idea of it, like... At least my understanding, obviously I'm not deaf, but I've you know, talk, seen deaf people or read deaf people online more or less. They're like, if reading lips is something they can do and they're like, it's like trying to talk it across like a, a club or something. You know, you're in a loud club and you kind of yeah. hear it. And you, you're like, I think I know what you said, but – and I'm just going to go with it, but I'm not 100% right. sure. Like, you know, uh-huh, yeah. Okay, you know, yeah. you do that, the things yeah. in the loud bar. Like there's a lot of context. Yeah. You probably have to fill in the blank quite a bit. Right, and they say it's like maybe 20, maybe I can get 20% of what was said. And if you're talking to a lawyer who's giving you very specific things about your chase, that's too. That's not enough to get to actually understand what's going on in this meeting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about percentages. 10% chance he's going to get anything. That seems pretty low. I mean, I wouldn't put up money for that chance. No, I wouldn't put up. Well, money. it depends on what the payout is. I guess that would. But also... it, but I think ten percent he gets anything. So it's ten percent. The payout might be twenty thousand, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, that doesn't mean he's going to get millions because at the end of the day, I just it's one of those things where the, the system is rigged against the people who you know are in prison. Like he's going to say like, yeah, yeah, he told me he didn't care if I lived in, he didn't care if I died. I made no difference. And the CEO is going to go, I didn't say that. And they're going to go, well, guess he didn't say that. Have no proof. Like, right. And so you won't get anything, you know, because those are the things that are the violations of civil rights. The CEO is going to get up there and say, oh, no, we had no idea he had a stroke. We had no idea until he started seizing that anything was even wrong. And as soon as he did, right. we got the ambulance. Right. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. 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 That's that's really, really difficult. But I mean, I at least hope that he could get out sooner. But I feel like the justice system is so slow. He only has six months left. It's like by the time There's they no way this right. gets resolved in six months. Absolutely not. Right, right. So it's like, yeah, I don't really. And that's, think that's that, cut that his to time. me was like, I don't think. And I think the lawyer seemed full of shit too, because the lawyer was like, "Well, how much would that be? Like in legal fees to get in?" So he's like, "Oh, like twenty five hundred or something." And I was like, "There is no. This case is going to take years. You were not putting eight billable hours on this case." <laughs> Yeah. And then getting a result. That's not going to happen. Well, maybe he plans on just writing a strongly worded uh, email and that's it. <laughs> maybe that's a 10% chance. 10%, 10, 10% of the time I write a strongly worded email. They just they give me some money and that's – there we go. Right, right, yeah. So I don't know. That does all sound very serious. Um, I'm sorry that he had to go through all of that. Um, going back to, you know, Chelsea and her dad – uh, you know, it's like, how are you that surprised he had that many felonies? Like his, her, your dad was trying to tell you about the teardrop. Yeah, right. Well, because yeah, the teardrop. What did he say? Ten, ten years, years or prison. something like yeah. that. Yeah. And she's like, "What? He's been in prison multiple okay, times." Okay, but if my old, like, dad who MAGA hat dad, because he hasn't worn a MAGA hat, but I know he has a MAGA yes, hat. Yes, he's MAGA Jason. Right? We sure. Um, 
Mm-hmm. If my old MAGA hat wearing dad was like trying to tell me, well, you know, that means that they're blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I would be like, that's just you making, that's just stuff you heard on some whack, wackadoodle website that made it up. You know, when somebody's left headlight is out, that means they're gang members who are going to try to stab you at the next red light. So you got to run the red light and be like, that's no, that's not what happens, dad. <laughs> like, Stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Like, Dad was right, so I, don't I mean, Dad know, was right Chelsea. that it was worse than it. But uh, okay, it, it, this is not based on the teardrop, but based on the the guy who's in prison trying to sweet talk you is lying to you on on some level. Is that's yeah. pretty obvious? Yeah, it must be tough. Like, you know, you wonder a little bit: is this just because her dating pool is limited? Or is it because, yeah. like, she really is that desperate? Because she didn't mention before one of the reasons why she really likes Mikey is because he actually is making an effort to learn sign language. Yes, which is, cr- I don't know, it's it, it's crazy to me. Because she said other guys try for, like, a month, and then they're like, nope, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, and then they stop. I'm out. Yeah. Like, read my lips. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's she's got to stop telling people she can read lips. I think that's what it is. I'm like, no, I have no idea what you're saying. I, I got nothing. Right. And then they right. would actually try to learn I, yes. sign language. Because it just, it, it's it's... Super inconsiderate and puts the entire, you know, functioning of a conversation entirely on her, which mm-hmm. is bullshit, honestly. Yeah. When you notice yeah. her friends, well, she had a friend. I think the friend at the pool was also deaf. But like her yes. friends, the people she's with all are pretty good ASL. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving along, let's go to Justine. So Justine is washing dis- dishes and answers a call from Michael on a flip phone for some reason. Like, yeah. Not giving me the good vibes that he's the not giving me good vibes that he's not still involved with crime when they're calling on the burner phone. So he's salty that people apparently people in her family are calling him and asking asking him about where he got this money, and he's short tempered about people asking him things. So he said, "What are the IRS or the FBI?" So well, she tells him that when a guy has to been in prison for six years, somehow has enough money to buy a fancy car, you gotta expect there's gonna be questions. So he says, sure, there's questions, but those are for you to deal with on your time, not me. Don't – your family has no business bringing those concerns to me. So he messes up by calling his family, her family, these people. He's like, I don't want to talk to these people. And then things just go badly. So Justine tells us that that he wants things a certain way, his way. And she's not sure how that's going to work. you know, especially on the outside when he's going to move into his house and especially when he does things like asks her to tread lightly when you're talking to me. I in, know, that's so In rude. person in, instead of on the phone. So she says it, it that she kind of says this whole situation is just things are going badly for him somewhere else and then she takes it out on him. So later on, as we're, I don't know, she's trying to type with her big nails and telling us how she'll never get her nails cut. Or, you know, redone. Justine gets a call from Anne, Michael's sister, who was in her phone as boo-boo for some reason. So anyway, Justin, Justine <laughs> says it's so hard to be a solo newlywed, but he'll be home in a couple weeks. And so then he can take over um, some of his business stuff. So apparently, in addition to his crazy music career, he also has a sneaker company that he's been marketing from prison. And even guys on the inside with no chance of wearing the sneakers or buying them, which she doesn't <laughs> find suspicious at all. She's like, they just must really like these sneakers, I guess. They want to support their friend. It's like. (laughs) Slash launder their money. (laughs) Exactly. Um, um, Also, the logo for everything is just a Maserati logo that he turns upside down and puts Montana Mills on it. It's really weird. Um, 
So then Anne brings up the car, which and the money comes with it. So she doesn't think that the sneaker, she mean Justine, doesn't think that the sneaker money is paying for the car since she knows exactly how much money is coming in from the sneakers because she keeps the books. So Anne says she doesn't have many about any details about where she thinks the money's coming from, but he's used drug money to buy cars for other women too. <laughs> so oh the detail where he bought cars for other women was something that Justine didn't know about and makes this whole thing feel a lot less special. And she thinks that it should have been something that should have been brought up at some point. So Anne says, you know, the whole thing about like, you know, if your past is your past. Everyone has a past. It brought you to here. But Justine's like, eh, yes, but he was clearly hiding that I was buying the cars. All right. So, I mean, what all is he hiding? <laughs> Let's put it that way. Are we more or less convinced that the car was bought with drug money now? I don't know. I think more because he is really defensive about it. And like to the point where he is angered that people are even questioning it. It's like, dude, you're in prison for stealing money as one of your drug or you're one of your charges amongst many that all have to do with basically having money illegally or obtaining money illegally you know and it's just like you wonder why people are asking you and i don't know why you're so offended over it you could just easily say oh it's like my business profits right if that's really what it is right from your weird illegal shoe company yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, the, the, the defensiveness about questions is it's not something that I've come across, um, except when people are doing bad things, right? Right, right. Like, you know, why are you in the hallway? Why are you asking me why I'm in the hallway? It's like, because you're smoking weed in the bathroom. That's why I know why you're so upset that I'm asking you questions. Right. Like, um, and yeah. those are the kind of things that happen. Like, people get, def- people get defensive when they know they're in the wrong, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Generally, people who and I'm not saying people don't get like righteously angry, but, you know, I definitely I definitely hear a lot of the um, in why is she asking me about my money? A lot of a uh, the phrase. I don't know if you ever heard it. A hit dog will holler. Right. Mm, yeah. And that that's what that's what's going on. Like, I feel like this might be drug money. And it's like, oh, and he's just going to get really performatively angry about that. But even right, his way right. of handling the anger of it comes with this is disturbing. Yeah. And I mean, Justine even says like, oh, um, when things aren't going well, like in prison, he takes it out on her. And I wonder if that's a little bit of that. But I don't know. It did seem like over the top angry. Yeah. Tread lightly is what you say when you're at a drug deal that you're about to shoot somebody at. Like oh, that is a that to me when I hear the words tread lightly, that's a threat. You are threatening me. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. He crazy. Yeah. He is. And and I don't, I don't know how much of the crazy she's seen yet. Right. And right. I feel like the, if he comes out and goes, you know, back to his old ways, right. Starts dealing and just being involved in that business again. And she, she's going to see a lot of it because that's how he's going to respond to any kind of questioning, any kind of suspicion, right. Is, is going to be with, it seems like it's going to be with anger, like scary anger. Yeah, that is scary for her. All right. So um, we did not see Melissa and Louie this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So out of the group we saw this week, who would you say is your student of the week? I, I, I said Bark's mom. 
just because I <laughs> yeah, like when people know, call right? Mark dumb. And and like this was very obvious. It was like still doing this, are we, Mark? It's been like like I, I I've seen you've been doing this since you were fifteen. I don't know when you're gonna figure out it doesn't work, but okay, still doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went with Justine. I thought it was fair and appropriate for her to stand up for her family, you know, and not just kind of take it. Um, I think she's setting a precedent and also letting him know, like, okay, you can't be all shady like that. And you can't talk to my family like that or to me about my family like that. So I appreciated that. Mm Uh, how about your dumps? I was Ty, actually, because she did the right thing this time, in, or at least temporarily breaking up with Hottie. <laughs> right. But she just has a way of, even when she's doing the right thing, being ridiculous and infuriating at the same time. Why wasn't she wearing pants? I don't understand why we had right. to see her yelling and tricking him into we had to see like phone sex no pants knocking things over when you're doing when you're on the right side i don't understand she insists on putting herself on the wrong side of everything even when she's right 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 um i went with dari uh for dunce it's like i don't know what you're doing but you know kind of going back and forth choosing your lady over your dudes like what are you doing you shouldn't even be in this position Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah. yeah. All right. All right. What about your life lesson? So we talked about it with um, what's his face with Michael with Justine's Michael how he doesn't like being asked questions, but he's not even the only one we heard say, "Oh, they don't like being asked questions." And it was like, "Oh, Jessica, right, Chelsea and Chelsea Mikey. and Mikey, Dustin and Jessica." And so I guess my life lesson is: if you don't like being asked questions, you shouldn't do questionable things. <laughs> because when you do questionable things, that's when people have questions. I managed to go through most of my life without people asking me invasive questions. But like, yeah, if I all of a sudden, you know, there's a lot of things I could do that would uh, bring up a lot of questions. And it would be because I did questionable things. All right. Um, okay. So my life lesson is if your mom is calling you an idiot uh, because she's backing up someone else, then it's time to reevaluate your yeah, life. Yeah, for sure. He won't, though. Yeah. He's right. No, he definitely He might reevaluate why everybody Which... else is wrong compared to why he's right, how he can right. convince everyone else he's yeah. right better. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is just such a weirdo. I don't know. Like, he really should be by himself. It's for the best. It, yeah, it really is. Yeah. All right. So, um, as far as we know, the same group is coming back. We don't know when. Oh, we do, though. This gr- we we do? do. It was on a thing. December 16th is a new season. Okay, so December 16th, that gives us two more weeks. That sounds about right. I feel like we're getting close mm-hmm. to either people getting out or just finishing up storylines. Yep. We have a we have a new Love After Lockup, lots of new couples, which is always, always refreshing to have new people. Oh, did we see any uh, of these guys I didn't on it? See, I just saw the, the commercial. I didn't see like a full trailer, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I assumed I assumed Justine and Michael were going to be there. I just I just been working yeah. on that, um, because because he's get he's the only one's getting out so soon, you know. Well, yeah, I guess Mikey's getting out pretty soon ish. Oh, I guess so. Supposedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then technically Louis is out. He's just oh, in a halfway wait, house it. situation. Oh man. Okay. So we have four new people, plus mm-hmm. Justine and Michael. Okay. Plus Gabby and Chris. Oh, God. 
Didn't they? Oh my gosh. I I know we never talked about this, but didn't they have some crazy domestic violence situation where she came out and said that Chris beat her up like real bad? That maybe it might be true. I I didn't I don't know, but I oh saw it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was on uh like Starcasm or something. Mm-hmm. I think I caught that. Yeah. Um Anyone else we recognize? No, the other is those is Justine, Michael, Gab, Gabby, Chris, and then four new couples. Oh, okay, so six couples. Six couples. Oh, well, that's that's kind of disappointing. I would have been interested to see Chelsea and Michael and uh, Melissa and Louie. Sure. Yeah. Well, they we'll, we'll have to see because there might be a reason in the next two weeks why they might not be on the show. Oh, God. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. So uh, until next uh-huh. week, uh, we will see, see you then. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.